This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brother. until I put on the mask. So, uh, you're, you're wearing a Spartan mask this morning. I am. Yeah. Okay. That's, I'm sure there's a story behind that. There is. <laughs> okay. Of course this is my plan. Yeah. I don't know who that guy is wearing the mask over there, but, uh, hello and welcome to the Freemasons podcast with your hosts. Bane. <laughs> And uh, Worshipful Brother Ken. And we're up here today, uh, this morning, on this balmy uh, early spring day here, Sunday morning. And we're going to talk about, what episode are we on? My God, 243. And we're going to be talking about the concept of brotherhood and camaraderie throughout history. I cannot take off the mask. It would be extremely painful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to wear that during the entire show. Oh. It really kind of messes with your voice a little bit. It does mess with my it, voice. Though. It's very, uh, very nicely made, though. That's yes, it is. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to uh, a Discord brother, Tex. He uh, he made me this helmet for uh, graduating the Judicial Martial Academy. I can't imagine what the shipping cost on that thing was. I have no idea. It looks like it weighs two hundred pounds. It's very, very well done. So, to describe it for those who may be listening. It is not just like banged out sheet metal. Like this thing looks like a legitimate um, Spartan helmet. Like it's yes. it's made. It's got this bronze kind of look to it. It's all banged up. Like it's taken some, you know, spear hits. It's taken some hits. It's, it's taken some, some hits. hits. And like the 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 attention to detail is like amazing. Like it looks like it came out of a museum. So Very why nice. am I wearing the mask? Why, why are you I, wearing? Why the mask? am I wearing the mask? <laughs> So we're going to be talking about the concept. Who is but the form following the function of what? And what I am is a man in a mask. (laughs) So uh, I'm making jokes about Bane and all that stuff. But we're going to talk about the concept of brotherhood. Now, how does that tie into a mask? Well, we're going to start off talking about the concept of brotherhood throughout history. And what it really, how it eventually relates to Freemasonry and all that stuff, and where the concept of brotherhood comes from. And as we know, brotherhood is extremely important in Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. And but while we're on that, I'm going to look and see if there's any. Oh no, oh God! I went into Discord. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. Move, move on, George. Don't read the comments. Don't reading the comments. Not reading the comments. But I'm going to look and see if we. Have, nope. 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 No more Apple reviews. Oh. Write us some reviews. What do you got, Ken? Even if they're not great, we'll take them anyway. We'll still read them on the air. You can be critical of us. I'll go over to uh, Instagram and see what we've got here. So for anybody interested, I'm drinking a Fig Apple Red Bull. I wonder what this tastes like. Oh, shit. Do describe. There's some weird flavors out there. Oh, it's freaking good. Really? Yeah. Try that shit. Does it not taste like... uh, like uh, leopard piss. Like oh, I wouldn't do that, Clark. You got a lip fungus that's not identified yet. Oh, lip <laughs> fungus? <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. It's from uh, 
some movie that I haven't seen yet. That is really National good. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when he goes to give the kid a hug. Oh, right. Ooh, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. do that. That tastes. That doesn't taste like Red Bull at all. No, it's, it's pretty like good. Um, it's like one of those flavored sodas. It's like, like a fig apple that's dancing in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, anyway, very good. Well, so let's see on Instagram we've got <laughs> yeah, uh, some new followers. Just a few. Uh, I can't read all of them. I don't think. But uh, let's see here. We've got, uh, I think I left off with uh, Jeff Dyer last time. So we've got Aaron Bruce, who is a uh, brother of Liberty Continental Lodge, or the former cool. Liberty Continental Lodge. Welcome, brother. Uh, South of Heaven, Victor, uh, Victor Sins, FXDB. Um, Timmy Wynn Jr., Mr. Misfit06, Justice Wayne, uh, Rob D. Ruffian. <laughs> nice. Uh, Masonic Books. Hey, thanks for following us. Uh, Artivan Ag. Come on, Kenny. You can do it. Arabi. Power through it. I don't know. It's Switch called the, unit, unit One Police. Uh, William Switch Freeman. to the YouTube screen, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Do it now. I'm sorry. Uh, William Freeman, Seneca Lodge number 55. Hey, brothers. Uh, Bernardo Linares, uh, Brendan Hickey, and the Paranormal Bloke. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, brothers and friends, for following us. So, uh, so we're going to go through the concept of brotherhood all the way up to Freemasonry now. But where did it start? So uh, the reason why I got this legit Spartan helmet up here is uh, because it's kind of where I believe the concept. I mean, granted, it went before him, but the real concept of brotherhood kind of started, I think, personally with the Spartans. Um, with their trials and tribulations and all that stuff. And we're going to kind of talk about that, and then we're going to compare it to kind of what we do today. Right. Um, but let's just go through what the the quote-unquote definition of brotherhood is. Okay. Although much lift service is paid to the brotherhood in this country by preachers, teachers, and politicians. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I was just fixing it. Um, uh, the concept remains poorly un- misunderstood. Um, Oh, poorly understood. Uh, For the purposes of this article, the brotherhood ideal is defined broadly as a behavior among adult male human beings of the same generation belonging to the same extended family and living in a community that ensures maximum well-being and survivability of the entire family or community. In other words, it's a behavior that maximizes the social welfare function of the entire family or community. A sisterhood ideal can be defined in a big word. Sound it out. Gradually? No, right there. Oh, analogously. Analogously. Thank you. See, I would have never got that. I would have never got that. The same as. So sisterhood is analogous to brotherhood in that. Two big words for me. Two big words. That's what I'm here for. I can't do it. Yeah, that's what you're here for. Brotherhood, right? Yeah, brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And group-enhancing behavior of family members of both sexes might be termed the brotherhood-sisterhood ideal, since this behavior is learned gradually as the individual matures brotherhood Mm -hmm. uh it can be described as voluntary in the sense that is not imposed by legal authority external to the family Hmm. okay i'm hearing a lot of things that uh resonate with like some of our charges Mm -hmm. you know like yep um so let's kind of go through what uh the spartans used to do uh, and this is from a uh, Evan Andrews on history.com. Uh, and we know that the Spartans were, they were, they were a warrior society. Mm-hmm. Um, and that warrior society started from the very, very beginning. You know, from birth. From birth, yep. Yeah. Uh, Spartans had to improve their fitness even as infants. Infanticide. Uh, Infanticide. Infanticide. Yeah. It's not good. Uh <laughs> Was a disturbingly common act in the ancient world, which mm. is. Can you want to describe what infanticide? what infanticide is? It's basically you kill a baby because it doesn't meet your standards, right, or your perceived standards, right. So in the case of the Spartans, Had they been small or puny, they yeah, would have been discarded. So, I mean, it's it's a really messed up thing. But if if uh, you know if a baby is deformed or has some kind of birth defect, the Spartans would not allow it to survive because it would be discarded yeah because everybody had to everybody had to contribute to basically the war effort and the defense of I'm the making a lot of movie references here yeah that I'm was just ignoring that was from 300 that was yeah well that that movie i have seen that is a great it's a film. great movie yes 
Spartans, what is your profession? <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, but in Sparta, this practice was organized and managed by the state. So the government would just fling them off a bridge or a... Yeah. You can imagine what that's like as a young parent and the government just comes yeah. and is like, yeah, not going to make the cut. Kind of shitty. Toss it into a volcano. Pretty much. All Spartans. I mean, that's, that's why these guys were as hard as they were, these yeah. men and women, like, it's messed up. All Spartan infants were brought before a council of inspectors and examined for physical defects. This kind of is uh, prior to the brotherhood thing. I want to be clear. We're not flinging infants off of anything. No, there's no burying them under the lodge. No. Yeah. Nope. None of that shit's going on. Nope. But we're just kind of going through the Spartan thing until we get up to, we're going to talk about, you know, the trials and tribulations as they advanced. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we do in Masonry. You yep. advance from entered apprentice to fellow craft. Yep. So I would say, I mean, if we're making a comparison, your infancy or your infant side would probably infanticide. occur. Infanticide. Infanticide, whatever. You'll get it. Would occur during your EA degree. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but how many EAs have come through your lodge that uh, got yoinked out before they took their fellow craft? Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually part of the ritual of the degree that if yep. you at any time during your entered apprentice degree, if you're not found worthy, we can yoink you. Correct. We're not going to throw you into a volcano, but you're not. Gonna, <laughs> you're not going to advance. I mean, there's some masturbations I would might throw in a volcano, but <laughs> we're not going to name names. We won't name names. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> anyway, all Spartan infants were brought before a council of inspectors and examined for defects. Those who weren't up to the standards were left to die. The ancient historian Plutarch. 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 Oh yeah, he's, he's cool. Claimed these ill-born. Uh, Spartan babies were tossed into the cha- into the chasm, chasm yeah. by the foot of the Mount Tigatus. Yeah, I, I. So basically, they like threw these children into yeah. a river valley. But most historians, and... most historians now dismiss this as a myth. If a Spartan baby was judged to be unfit for future duty as a soldier, it was most likely abandoned on a nearby hillside. Oh yeah, because so that's, that's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. That's dark. Um, left alone, the child would either die of exposure or be rescued and adopted by strangers. Well, let's go with that part. I hope that's the yeah. case. Babies who passed inspection still didn't have it easy. To test their constitutions, Spartan infants were often bathed in wine instead of what? That's freaking awesome. I well, I mean, as an adult, wine. might be pretty cool. With that. As an infant, I mean, that stuff. Drink the whole not... goddamn bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> George, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, let's see here. Um, they were also frequently ignored when they cried and commanded never to fear darkness or solitude. According mm-hmm. to Plutarch, these tough love parenting techniques were so admired by foreigners that Spartan women were widely sought after for their skill as nurses and nannies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, These women were sought they're, after? They're going to make that kid hard, but it's also going to be horribly, horribly, uh, you know, uh, traumatized for yeah. the rest of its days. But uh, I guess. C.W. Hatton, uh, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. And Scott Blanchard makes a great point, which is uh, it's probably a tribal phenomenon. Yeah, so Brotherhood probably reaches back much further than of the, course. the Spartans, of course. But I just went with Sparta because I got a nice Spartan helmet right here. Yeah, and there's a shared uh, initiatic experience that Spartans went through, and obviously warfare mm. and stuff creates a bond that's uh, similar to and what we're, we have here we're going to discuss that too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, at the age of seven, Spartan boys were removed from their parents' homes and began the Agogi, a state-sponsored training regiment designed to mold them into skilled warriors and moral citizens. Mm-hmm. Separated from their families and housed in communal barracks, the young soldiers in waiting were instructed in scholastics, warfare, stealth, hunting, and athletics. At the age of 12, initiates were deprived of all clothing, save for a red cloak, and forced to sleep outside and make their own beds from reeds. To ready them for a life in the field, the boys' soldiers were also encouraged to scavenge and even steal their food, though if detected, they were punished by floggings. Wow, um, so that's like uh, like a real-life lesson in stealth. Like, yeah, you mm. can steal the food that you need to survive. But if we catch you, we're going to beat the shit you, out of you. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so as you see, you know, <clears throat> I think this is more, if we're going to compare it to modern day Freemasons, this is similar to the Fellowcraft. Uh, Fellowcraft, you go through a journey. Yeah, it's kind of uh, your rite of passage. Your rite of passage. You're taught about this, that, and the other thing. I'm not going to get into specifics, but you're taught about this, that, and everything. It's an educational thing. Yep. Um, and again, in the same respect as us, you're still going through this thing, yeah. right? You're going through a process that everybody, every adult <clears throat> in your community had to go through. So a little bit similar to Freemasonry. And you're going through it with your peers, uh-huh. right? You have other children that are the same age as you that are going through these same life lessons. So there you, there you have your shared experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as all Spartan men were expected to be fighters, all women were expected to bear children. Spartan girls were allowed to remain with their parents, but they were also subject to rigorous education and training program. While boys were readied for a life on the campaign, girls practiced dance, gymnastics, and javelin discuss, uh, discus throwing and were thought to make them physically strong for motherhood. Hazing and fighting were encouraged among Spartan children. Hmm. <sighs> I wish they could do that today. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Toughen these little fuckers up. Oh, Jesus, we don't we don't do that in Freemasonry, by the way. There's no hazing or I'm talking about society. Damn it! Try to make them well. Yes, in Toughen society, these little sons of bitches up. Yeah. Develop leather skin, if you will. Yeah, I don't know if I fully uh, <laughs> agree with your your parenting style, but uh, yeah, I can see the uh, the merits oh, of it. Shit. I can see the merits. Let's <laughs> say that you're evil. <laughs> it's a strong word. <clears throat> I'm going to go home and kick my kid. No, I'm kidding. I would no. not do that. I'm joking around. We do not do that. Much of the Spartan Agogi involved typical school subjects like reading, writing, rhetoric, and poetry. But the training regiment also had vicious had a vicious side. To toughen the young warriors and encourage their development as soldiers, instructors and older men would often instigate fights and arguments between trainees. The Agogi was particularly... Uh, was uh, partially designed to help make the youths resistant to hardships like cold, hunger, and pain, and boys who showed signs of cowardice or timid, uh, timid, timidity, Tim- timidity, timidity, yeah. were subject to teasing and violence by peers and superiors alike. Yeah, so they encouraged bullying yeah. basically to harden your uh, constitution. That's I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the way it was in former years up until a certain point. But let's we be clear. definitely don't, you know, that's not how we roll. Let's be clear. Today. This is a different time yeah. in history. Yep. You didn't have shit. You, you, they, didn't, or they weren't able to go to Big Y and just freaking grab, bloop, bloop, yeah. bloop. Like, they had to, like, fight in, in, in battle and go after their, they had to get every freaking meal. Yeah. Basically. Defend their community. Yeah, defend their community. And yeah. psychology as a science did not exist back then. So it wasn't like anybody was going to be like, yeah, maybe bullying is not such a good idea because then they get thrown in a volcano. Like Scott Blanchard. Sounds like gangrene was running. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like if gang, yeah, if gangrene was like running uh, your your local community, it would be very. Similar well, let's compare it to Discord. You come into Discord, you get hazed. Like it's just you come into our Discord channel, gangrene. They're 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 the Spartan. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to be friendly ball busting, but it's yeah, it's bordering on hazing now. Yeah, it's bordering on hazing. No, that's be real. But like, here's the thing, though. Like, it's it's a rite of passage. Everything right. has a rite of passage. You know, like you come yeah. in, you get your balls busted, you get made fun of, you get put down. And I'm saying not all Discord is like this. It's only no. if you come in looking for it. If you come in looking for it, you're going to find it. You know what I mean? If you're just coming to just, you know, do whatever, you get pretty much left alone. You know, everybody talks to you. It's it's a normal thing. Like you get a little bit of hazing, but if yeah. you if you fire back. You yeah, know, it's part of the community. part of the community. Yes. It's brotherhood of a sort. Ken don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. You know me. I don't, I don't have a strong constitution like a Spartan. I would have been, you know, would have been one of the ones that was probably fed to wolves or to die of exposure after the first trial. Pretty much. Uh, even Spartan girls were no, you wouldn't last five minutes in the sun. No, not at all. Flames. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, the the harsh Greek sun. Just kill me. Kill me now. Even Spartan girls were known to participate in this ritualized hazing. During certain religious and state ceremonies, girls would stand before Spartan dignitaries and sing choral songs about the young men on the agogi, often singling out specific trainees for ridicule Whoa. in order to shame them into stepping up their performance. <clears throat> That's All right, so now we're, we're kind of getting 
I mean, comparison to the Master Mason degree, where now you're starting to earn your bones in a sense. Yeah. You know, and this is what I just want to say, like you know, and this is in masonry in in, in a sense, and I kind of want to drive on this because. There are there have been EAs that come or not even EAs petitioners. We'll even go back further than that. They come in and the first thing they say is, "Oh, I can't wait to get to lodge so I can teach you this." Like you haven't even stepped the threshold. I don't know that I've ever heard that. You never heard that? No, I I've heard a lot of things from petitioners. Oh like, man! Oh, I, I can't wait a... to get my ring. Oh, I can't wait to learn about such and such. I've never had one that oh. say, "I can't wait to teach you oh. about." This. I've talked about this before. When I was huh. secretary, I always did the initial screening. I met him. I talked to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, you were the membership. Coordinator. I was the membership Fat coordinator. Yeah. Guys coming in talking about he sees the Virgin Mary on a piece of freaking toast or some shit like that. I'm like, this guy's got to go. Volcano. Volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you were like <laughs> the much. initial Westgate. I was the initial Westgate, right? And I did. I had a petitioner come in, and he was, oh, I, he, he was basically, oh, I, I have this to teach you. I have that to teach you. I'm gonna teach you about this. I'm gonna teach you about that. And he, he went on a tirade about what he's gonna teach us. And I'm, and again, this is immediate turnoff for me. Mm. Immediately, I stop. Right, and I don't care if you're an EA fellow craft. Like you haven't even gone through the entire thing yet. You haven't even yeah. seen what we have to offer you, yep. and you're already talking about. Oh, I can't wait to. I can't wait to show you this. I can't wait to show you that. No, that's not how this works. I dig it. I, I kind of admire the enthusiasm. I admire the enthusiasm you know, because we all have something I, to learn uh, from from new members. But yeah, I mean, maybe kind of like so go through the role. whole experience first. Go through the whole yeah, experience, and then, then do it. Yeah. So I, I mean, in comparison. Comparison to this, I mean, this is kind of, you know, it, it, let's go to Spartan. You don't think mm -hmm. a seven-year-old's going to be like, I'm going to teach you how to fight. Yeah. You're going to get his bad. ass whooped. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. You got you to gotta kind of earn the you gotta kind of earn the earn the respect, respect of the, of the community yeah, yeah. In, in earn your bones yeah. before you can you're not gonna throw a seven-year-old in sparta on the front lines to fight right right you're gonna throw somebody who's who's been trained and knows what's going on yeah, and had a little bit of the old uh, boot camp beat down and uh in the spartans case uh you know all of the teenage girls are going to write songs about how much you suck yeah in the interim but eventually you know you're gonna yeah, earn your I, right to be named among their peers. so with this petitioner when i met down at jimmy's downstairs i mean he's he was just going buck wild about this that and the other thing and talking about i'm gonna teach you this i'm gonna teach you that you know i've done this i've done that like it's mm -hmm. like bro slow down you haven't even taken your ea yet you yeah. haven't even stepped in the door yet you have no idea what's coming mm. it, it's you know did he ever i mean we don't have to name names obviously did he ever uh, no he never nope he no, never came he back didn't even petition um i i i kind of told him you know in a, in a friendly way i said to him i'm like listen like you know, that that's cool. I think that's great that you know all this stuff. And, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sure Alex DeFranzo, he's big he's into like esoteric. And yeah, he was big yeah. into esoteric before he even hit the door. He yep. basically was like, oh, I've studied this. I've studied that. That's freaking great. But Alex knew. Yeah, he wasn't trying to I'm going to shut the fuck up. But I'm gonna, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Yeah. And Once speaking he of Alex, MM, you know what he ended up doing? He's got a. He started an club. esoteric club at yep. Harmony Lodge. It's actually this afternoon. C'est la vie, man. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, it's very successful. Like, there are a lot of brothers that, that look forward to going there yeah. and having discussions about esoteric topics. But he did it the right way. Yeah. 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 Learn. You get all the way up to the, the top of the tier. And then if you have knowledge, then give it out. Yeah. This guy was, I mean, right out the freaking gate down in Jimmy, man. He was fucking all over it. He was like... Yo, and then I swear to God, I make a joke about the Virgin Mary and a piece of toast. I don't think it was a Virgin Mary and a piece of toast, but he showed me it a piece something of something similar. Something similar. I think it was a piece of wood. He's like, "Oh yeah, I was cutting this the other day." And here, look, I'm like, like cool that you see things. Yeah. Uh, if that's what you believe, it's cool. I, I if you if you believe but that, maybe yeah, maybe it's great. I don't know if maybe I'm feel gonna... out a brotherhood before you start like revealing that type of information. You know what I mean? I kind of <laughs> compare it to the guy you meet who's just yeah. doing this, just just petting his imaginary. You know, you see my cat? <laughs> it's oh, like, that's what the fuck? That's like, so creepy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe you see it. That's cool. I don't it. see it, but it kind of it throws you a little bit, right? Yeah. It, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. I'd yeah, we're not crapping on anybody's beliefs. Not crapping on your beliefs. Don't please yeah, don't just, take it that way. You know. You know maybe. Um, 
Earn your bones. Yeah. Earn or, your bones. Or just, you know, feel out who you're talking to before you reveal things like. More so, listen. Might be construed as Christian. When you are petitioning for a lodge, listen to yeah. what the the membership committee, if you will, yeah. or your initial screener is yeah, yeah. saying and answer questions. But, you know, answer questions. But don't come in as I know more than you. Because yeah. it makes you sound ignorant. You may not be. You may be this. You may be Albert fucking Einstein. That's yeah. great. You could be the smartest. But when you come in hard like that, like yeah. he did, that petitioner. I... Yeah, I mean that's going to turn off any organization. It turns it off, right? Like that's just like basic human nature. Like don't mm. don't walk in at the ground level of some organization and pretend like you already like you can just test out of everything, right? Like that's. That's not really going to get you anywhere in life with any group, and, and it's certainly not with three And I want to be clear, this guy also had other things going on in his life that didn't really align with Freemasonry. So it wasn't just, that wasn't the nail right, in the that coffin. Wasn't, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the coffin nail, but it, you, you put all these things together. Again, understand, when we meet you for the first time, like well, when I did it, when I yeah. meet you, I'm instantly, I'm trying to get a profile on you. I'm trying to understand what you're all about. I'm trying to learn what you're all about. You know, it, which it, is kind of part of the job if you're a membership coordinator or a secretary of a lodge, yeah. right? You're that first filter. Yeah. So I mean, like, is this guy of good moral character? I mean, if you can eliminate, you know, we're looking at things that immediately eliminate, not to say that we're mm. not trying to increase membership. Obviously, we are. But yeah, like, but see here, we're not just very, trying to put warm bodies in right, seats. Right. We're it's not a lot, trying to put asses in seats. Yeah. It's a lot easier when you're like the initial screener to say, okay, well, these are the things that we're, we're definitely against. And if somebody checks one of those boxes, it's like, okay, you're 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 out. Right. And I mean, realistically, like you know, I do a I what I did when I was secretary. I I did a profile thing. Like, and you know, the, the other thing you can't do is when I first meet you and I ask, oh, you ever been in trouble with law or anything? Uh, well, uh, yeah. Then you just say, all right. Now instantly, research needed. I mean, red flags are flying at this yeah. point. Just come up, like, yeah, I got caught doing this. Uh, or maybe you didn't. Yeah, and that speaks to moral character too, right? If you're going to be right. transparent with somebody, like, look, it's just you and me talking, right? I'm not like I don't work for the government. I'm not a cop or anything. Like, I'm just it's just two human beings talking, and you're proposing to join an organization where I mean, we only accept people of good moral character. If you're transparent with me, it's going to go a lot further than just like I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What do you consider to be trouble with the law? Then it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to make a note. Did you diddle kids? The, like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, what are we yeah, talking there's about There's a here? spectrum there, so why don't you just come clean? You know? Yeah. Um, it doesn't immediately disqualify you, but if you if you vacillate about it and or you lie about it and we find out that you're lying about it, like, it's a, like immediate disqualification. I don't know any lodge that would be okay with that. I, I mean, and, and again, kind of going back on that, like, I, yeah, I suck with words. I can't do words, but I mean, immediately I can pick up on You're body okay language. with ritual, which is kind of amazing to me. You're good <laughs> at ritual, but you can't read a, an article on Wikipedia. No. I don't know how um, that works. You're a modern no. marvel. <laughs> but, you know, there's one thing that I, I'm not book smart. I'm not a small at my own. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm not book smart. I almost made you spit that shit. I know yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish but, you were saying that with a Spartan helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> On sideways, to a T. my head ain't gonna fit in that thing yeah. sideways. But um, hey guys, I'm ready for war. <laughs> I'm like the I'm like the, the the hunched over hunchback in freaking 300. <laughs> oh, that guy, yeah. But you know what? He turns out to. Oh no, he turns. No, he turns on the son of a bitch. He shows him the goat path. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, there's one thing that I'm really good at. And that's reading people's, reading people, just reading your your body language and reading. Your personality. I mean, I make I make a profile of you within maybe maybe ten fifteen minutes talking to you. Yeah, I those, know what you're all about. Those types of brothers are the perfect ones to be membership right. coordinators too. Like Mar uh, right, worshipful brother Marty was our secretary and de facto membership coordinator, and he was a police officer. He was a cop. He yeah. was really good at like you have a coffee with somebody, and like in within mm -hmm. five minutes, he knows whether you're going and there's to fit in or there not. are certain things to look for. Yeah, their posture, their stance. Yeah. If your arms are folded, like these are all major things. Like, and it, well, I mean, we're kind of getting off on a tan uh, tangent here, but. Mm -hmm. You know, for somebody who's listening to this and thinking about petitioning a lodge, these are things to think about. Don't cross your arms because it's it's very standoffish. It's very sheltered. It's hidden. You're you're trying to hide things. Um, you know, don't be overly like if you're going to go have a drink, let's say down at Jimmy's, 
like you know, and tr- <laughs> well, I'll get into that in a minute. But don't just get plowed. Well, don't get hammered. Yes. Double. <laughs> now, here, let me tell you, there's a little little trick of the trade here. I mean, this is just me. I always took him downstairs to Jimmy's and had a drink or two with him. Here's why. What happens? Have, uh, Here's anything. what happens, Kenny. Yeah. What happens when you have a couple drinks in you? Uh, you tend to be a little bit more like, open verbally. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. So that was my way. I'm like, all right, let's see what he's got. You okay. know, get one or two little vodka and tonics inside of him. Next thing you know, they yeah. start singing like a goddamn canary. <laughs> You're like a like a Russian spy or something. Like, I, but, I will take him down to the. I tavern. will take him down. Give him cigarette and vodka. Yes. And then he will talk. <laughs> then he will talk. I make him talk. No, all joking aside, but this is what. And again, I'm a little bit more cynical in it. I guess I would say. Yeah, but we. But all I want to get to know you yeah. because most people are going to come in and they're going to be quiet and they're going to reserve. They're going to be like, I'm not going to say shit because I don't want to get rejected. Or they feel like they're being, yeah, harshly uh, investigated or something right. like that. Look, we're just to loosen we're, them up a little bit. We're talking about ways that uh, brotherhood, brotherhoods. Um, mm-hmm. Elucidate whether or not, or you know, determine whether or not somebody's going to make the cut. I'm not going to throw you in a volcano, but yeah. I'm going to throw a couple of volcano drinks down yeah. your throat to find out uh, yep. what you're all about. I want to get to know you. I yeah. want to see how loose you can be, how comfortable you're going to be. Granted, everybody's going to be scared coming up here the first time. Like I don't know any yeah, of these guys. I mean, you can't judge anybody based on, hey man, like there's a bunch of people like asking me questions. Like that's kind of intimidating, Correct. no matter who you are. Of course. Um, but outside of that, yeah, if you're like you know, covering stuff up or just not being forthcoming about things or transparent. It's now, consequently, gonna be on flag. the flip side of that, the goddamn person who's being the original, we'll call him screener, we'll call him whatever the hell you want to call him, the yeah, membership, membership or whatever, manager or whatever the hell, don't be a stoic fuck either. Oh, like, no, you, like, have to be, you have to be, like, a conversationalist. Yeah, be a conversationalist, be open, like, then, goof, yeah. laugh, talk, joke, yep. you know, like... like yep. Don't don't just be a stick in the freaking mud. Do you believe in God? No. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't just go through the. Have uh, you ever been in trouble with law enforcement? Yeah. Like, don't do that because and not, making notes and stuff while they're notes, like sweating. Like, yeah, that's, oh that's, my god! That's not how we roll? It's Put your fucking do. notepad away. <laughs> Put it away. This goes yeah. for especially DDs. I love when DDs do that. District deputies, excuse me, when they're doing an inspection and they got their fucking notepad well, out. They kind of have to. No, you don't. You got to fill the form out. What are you going to do? Do it all from Do the form afterward. That's what I did. I'm not going to sit there and every time a brother makes a freaking wrong step, I'm going to be like, I don't do that shit. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to, I'm going to observe at the end. If it was something noteworthy, I'm going to remember it. All right, fair enough. If it's not noteworthy, you don't need to have your notepad out examining every goddamn thing that's going on because all you're doing is putting that lodge on ice. Yeah, and exactly. And you're making them screw up more. Put the notepad away. Yeah, I can agree with that. So I feel like yelling today. Yeah, they're coming from the right. They just want to not no. get something. But yes, it does. I, I agree with you that it will it will intimidate the lodge away. and make people. Yeah, like don't don't do that. They're already under enough pressure. You know, every oh, lodge no. is trying to to pass an inspection and do their best. Don't make it harder on them. Luminous night. When I first met with the investigation committee, they made a bunch of goat jokes. I didn't have a goat. I didn't have a clue what they were talking about. It, re- it really gave me pause. Ah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend doing that <sighs> as an investigating committee. The goat thing is like, you know, you kind of learn about <sighs> that, and it's a jokey kind of thing. It's as a joke amongst... A Mason, see, like, here's the problem I have with the, jo- with the goat jokes, all right? Mm-hmm. It's a joke amongst Masons that excludes the fucking new guy. Right, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah, it's not something you want to do during an investigation Don't do that committee. shit. Yeah. Not during an investigation committee. And it's about the candidate. It's about the candidate. And his questions and making sure that any of you know our questions are answered, but you, it's not a firing it's squad. It's not an investigation right? committee time to make goat jokes. Right. You want to yeah, do that after their fellow craft to be? But like, hey, man, yo, you know the next degree, you got to write a goat. What? Yeah, you gotta write a goat, man. Like, all right, now they're already part of you know they're part of the lodge. They're fellow craft. They're they're starting to warm up to the jokes and the humor of the lodge. Yeah, yeah. don't do that shit prior. Like, no, don't, come on now. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get yeah. back. On well, these, I mean that speaks to, that speaks to making sure that you have you're really careful about who you name membership coordinator Correct. and who you put on investigating committees. These are important things. It's not just, hey, you know, are they active in the lodge? We're going to stick a body in the chair and have them investigate this guy. Like, make sure Mm -hmm. that these brothers can avouch for the character (laughs) of that candidate 
before the lodge because if right. if the brothers that are voting that are balloting on that incoming uh, petitioner don't personally know them, they are. It's implicit that they're going to take your recommendation as part of the investigating right. committee or the top or bottom line signer. So make sure those brothers are qualified. Let's hit these uh, comments real quick because we got a couple of them. I didn't yeah. realize you have so many. Chris Love, I'm not saying it's right. Uh, but I did a lot of research on Freemasonry prior to joining, and I was bringing up stuff I learned because wanted to talk about it with the Master Masons. Uh, multiple MM said, I don't know that. You know more than most guys here. And one of them said, can you teach me a lesson on that? Yeah, that's 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 cool. Yeah, you approached it the right way. You didn't walk mm -hmm. in saying, you know, yeah. Uh, Zach Deering, good, good morning, guys. Turning my petition Thursday. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, welcome. I believe we'll be having a dinner first. Can't wait. Yeah, it's probably going to be green beans. Yeah, uh, but you know what? The dinner is one of the most important parts of the whole thing because that's where you're going to meet and greet these guys and talk to them as men mm -hmm. and figure out whether or not you know the lodge is right for you and if Freemasonry in general is right for you. I highly, highly encourage going to a dinner before mm -hmm. a meeting or to an event or something like that before you drop a petition. Correct. -o. Jeb, worshipable brother, past master. It's WBPM, unless it's just blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I would think Worshipful Brother Passmaster. It's the Valley, of course they have. I don't get that. The Valley. Well, oh, maybe he's talking about this valley. Maybe. The Naugatuck River Valley Naugatuck that we River broadcast valley. from. Yes. And maybe smells. he's local. And smells every Sunday morning. It does. Oh, man. <laughs> the odor. If any of you ever make it to the, uh, the, the valley poo -poo here, plant. Yeah, you, will, you will know what we are speaking of. It's Sunday not morning. Like, it's not like cow manure. Every it's Sunday morning, you're going to be like, it's going to be a hot day today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, in the summertime, it's even worse. <laughs> you know, you got to look at the temperature. You already know it's going to be above 60 the minute you open your nostrils. Uh, Jersey Cowboy, good morning, brethren. <laughs> I know that I've done shit in my home. Morning, area. brother. Uh, all right. Um, all Spartan men. Now we're getting to the Master Mason degree. Okay. Uh, which I consider would be the equal to a master mace. All Spartan men were expected to be lifelong soldiers. As grueling as Sparta's martial education system could be, the soldier's life was the only option for young men who wished to become equal citizens, or homo... homo H-O-M-O-I-O-I. Uh, we'll go with it. Homois. Homois. Uh, according to the edicts of the Spartan lawmaker and reformer Lysurgus male citizens were equally prevented from choosing any occupation other than the military. Mm. This commitment would last for decades as warriors were required to remain uh, on reserve duty until the age of six. 60? 60? Well, Holy think shit. Think about how hard these dudes were. I mean, Good God. if you're at the peak of physical performance and you're made to stay at that until the age of 60, I could see you still, you know, hoisting a shield and right. swinging a sword around, yeah. Because of their preoccupation with the study of warfare, Sparta's manufacture and agriculture were left entirely to the lower classes. Skilled laborers, traders, and craftsmen were part of the Perochi, Perosi, a class of free non-citizens who lived surrounding region of Laconia. Meanwhile, ag agricultural and food pro production fell to the enslaved helots, a servitile class that made up the majority of Sparta's population. Mm -hmm. Ironically, constant fear of helot revolts and uprisings. Is it was, like H E L A T E? No, H E L O T. Helot. Helot, yeah. Revolts and uprisings was a major reason why the Spartan elite became so devoted to building a strong military in the first place. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. But if you're, <clears throat> if you're seeing, though, like, <clears throat> they their, their warrior class, the ones that actually lived a lifelong military the they, full citizens they were they're full they're full citizens yeah. they were your master masons they were a cut yeah. above the rest yeah so uh yeah so i i kind of compare that to our craft a little bit yeah you know? i mean they had a very weird structure where like it was still an agrarian society right you still have to grow right. crops and hunt and gather and mm -hmm. so forth but it's like all of that was left to the lower classes it was left to basically slaves yeah <laughs> and for the most so part. it's like they were well kind of, you had lower classes and then you had the helots right yeah so you had the percoshi or whatever which were the lower class they were the ones who did all the freaking grunt work yeah, um, probably, uh, and then the helots were the ones that did even blacksmiths, like basically right. anything that wasn't you know military. It's almost like the Percosi were like skilled laborers. Yeah, they they had a trade. 
the, yeah. the blacksmiths, like you were saying, stuff like that. And then the majority of the population was made up from helots? No, the majority of the population was the precocious. That middle class. Yes, okay. the middle class. Gotcha. So those are your average people. Right. But your Spartan that's, soldiers. That's the profane world, right? The Spartan soldiers were your, or I would even go with the uh, Fellowcraft and Apprentice Master Mason. Okay. Um, your Master Masons would be your, your soldiers, if you will. Right. They had that brotherhood camaraderie. Fellowcraft would be your precocious, which is your, your, your labor, your, your middle. And realistically, if you compare it to the, the lecture of the apron. Yeah, but you can't go from one to the other in Spartan society. You, you can't, can't go yeah. from slave to right. middle class blacksmith to soldier, right? Mm. Um, I kind of see that progression as, <clears throat> like you described it earlier, like the, the children, right, being taken right. away from their, their parents at age seven. We don't take your children. I want to be and then, fucking clear No, 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 that. not at all. And then the coming of age, right, the fellow <laughs> crab, like trials you have to go through to get to that kind of uh, full citizen status in the military <clears throat> side of things and then right. your master mason is you are a full citizen in spartan society correct you know from the age of whatever i don't know 12 or 11 until 60 mm-hmm. um, but those other those other classes i would just kind of see them as you know the ana- the analogy for freemasonry would be like the profane world right it's like the rest mm-hmm. of the world like i'm pretty sure they're not hanging out at parties together no all right uh jed Warshaw brother, past master. The committee insisted in interviewing me at my apartment. Yeah, they try to because yeah. they want to get to the you know understand it's an investigation. Um, it, it's yeah, uh, they want to see your space, and usually people are more comfortable you know, in their own. I tried to explain that I really do not live there anymore. I had moved in with my fiance. Could we meet at a country club? That manager at the country club that I manage. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, had to meet at my shitty bachelor pad in New Haven. Mm. Hated that. Uh, I right, mean, so, so first of all, oh, New Haven. A, yeah, so he's a, a local brother. He is a local brother. That's mm. why he knows of the value. New Haven. That's got to be Hiram One. They're pretty. Uh, could be, uh, or it could be Worcester. Cosmo? Could be Worcester because we yep. were down there doing the Garibaldi degree a couple of weeks ago, and I met some brothers. Cosmo, I think, meets down there too, right? Cosmo, yeah, they much. do mm. as well. Uh, Masonic um, Philosophical Lodge Research, I think, too. Uh, I mean. <laughs> It really depends on the investigation committee. Most of the time, they don't like meeting you at your place of work. They would rather meet you where, uh, at least our lodge, we try to meet you where you live. Um, yeah, and every lodge we has get different to know you. standards yeah. on that. Like, usually in, in our lodge, for example, we prefer to meet you where you live as right. long as you're okay with that. Because mm-hmm. people tend to be more comfortable there, and also we kind of get an idea of mm-hmm. what I mean, you're about. Because yeah, you walk in the door, and there's cocaine lines cut in the freaking Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. That's uh, not the the chief reason. The chief reason no. is because we like people to feel comfortable, right? That's it. Uh, yep. If you feel more comfortable meeting in a neutral location, we'll do that. Like, we're not going to say nope. It invalidates your membership if you we don't investigate. I'm looking for cocaine lines. It's just me. Yeah, well, that's because you're <laughs> Officer Gruff over there <laughs> doing investigating committees. Some uh, of us are normal people, and we're not profiling everybody we meet. You know? Uh, he said, no, I had to meet at my shitty bachelor pad. The only thing I would have made that funnier is if he turned on the light and the disco ball turned down. <laughs> 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 the whole ceiling's mirrored. Are you kidding me? This guy's in. <laughs> that would be freaking great. Oh, anyway. All right, so let's move on to uh, another concept of brotherhood, and this is defined as in the military. This is actually a military defin- uh, definition of it. Okay. Uh, so many. So we know that military, police, all that they, they consider themselves a brotherhood. I mean, Christ in the United States, we have the flags for the brotherhood. It shows the brotherhood of of military. It's the green flag, the green line. Yep. Um, you have uh, you have the thin blue line flag, which is the American flag with a thin little blue line through it for law enforcement, mm-hmm. red fire fire department, and so on and so forth. Um, and it's the concept of brotherhood. And I mean, realistically, it, it's not a. And I say brotherhood, but it could be brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever the case may be. I mean, it's kind of inter interchangeable. I think you know we're yeah, just talking no, about I, brotherhood. I don't and, think we're speaking in gender terms. Yeah, like no, no, brotherhood right. is just a, uh, a camaraderie, a bond, sense that of you bond share with yeah. somebody mm-hmm. else that's one of your peers. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to be clear: we're not defining we're not defining brotherhood as men only. We're only reason why we're kind of using brotherhood is because that's what Freemasons use. I mean, we're brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we're males. So here we go. As defined in the military brotherhood, so many of the blessings that accompany having brother or sister, and so often it uh, is it that in times when one cannot be strong for themselves, the times when one needs to 
just a little bit of extra motivation. Uh, the times when a comp this is this is why is this written so freaking weird? What um, website is it from? Uh, Combat Veterans Careers. Yeah. Probably because um, ChatGPT wrote that article. Yeah. The times when accomplishing something is better when not alone does that companionship and that bond define itself to us. All throughout our lives, innate to being a human is the search to find that type of bond with others ever present. However, there is a calling that draws people together where they are able to establish an environment that breeds the brotherhood that has been sought in every corner of one's life upon signing the dotted line and reserving a place among the world's most elite fighting force one enters into the unparalleled brotherhood that is the united states military all right mm -hmm. got better the united states military has a unique ability to define brotherhood apostrophe quotation sisterhood mm -hmm. not in words but in actions so let's 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 be clear about this while we're in the um uh Orange 143 now live in Florida. Yeah, so that he nice. was he was a member of Orange 143 um I think in the New Haven area. Uh, maybe oh. that was in Orange, Connecticut. Uh I don't know. Mm -hmm. And now he lives in Florida. So that's huh. what he was saying because we were asking gotcha. what lodge he was a member of. So gotcha. Um He's an expat from up yeah. here in the Northeast. Welcome, brother. So let's go into the concept of that of brotherhood or sisterhood, whatever you want to call it. We're going to go with brotherhood for now. Yep. But um yeah, what they're basically saying is that uh, brotherhood is defined not in terms of oh we both you know took an oath or we both took an agreement or both belong to the same thing, mm -hmm. but it's your actions that actually make you brother. Yeah, it's your shared brother. experience. It's your shared experience, yeah. as well as the things we do for each other. Like, yep. and they also noted that that you know men, women, whoever will actively seek it out, and I think that's an important characteristic. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to. Um, what our brother here was saying about like it being tribal. Mm -hmm. I think there's an innate human need to have that level of interconnectedness, right? Oh, yeah. Because it, it's probably from our, you know, our primal roots where the world was a very dangerous place and mm -hmm. you don't get through it unless you have a group of individuals that are of like mind around you that are helping you to, you know, uh, get the community and get the tribe through all of these, these perils that you have to mm -hmm. deal with. So that's important, and I think you know their point is like, yeah, the military fulfills that in a Correct. lot of people. Well, and mm -hmm. we've talked about this with the move campaign, and mm -hmm. you know when when you talked about what was it like the five or six different uh, archetypes of you know the types of people that join Freemasonry, Freemasonry yeah. and they're like the you know the former prior military folks, or because they're looking the for ones. that brotherhood again yeah. that they don't have anymore. And they I'll sought be it the out, they mm -hmm. found it, and then when they left, it you know you, right. you don't have anything that kind of fills that that void for you. I mean, you can make somewhat of a comparison to our lodge, the Morning Star. I mean, a mm -hmm. lot of the guys that come here. They're Sikorsky. They're not military, but they're, they all work together. Yeah. And they come here and they see each other. It's out of work. Yeah, they get to see each other outside of, of you know, building freaking helicopters. Yeah. You know what I and mean? And that's like, a shared experience. It's a shared too. experience. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not, you know, you're not getting bullets aren't flying at you or Correct. anything. But, you know, there's a lot of kind of stress that you have to deal with at work. And, like, yeah, you got your work friends that kind of help you get mm. through it. And I mean, you're in Freemasonry, you've got you guys got other, from all walks of life. And you got other, I mean, a big one is, is police. We have a yep. lot of police officers in Connecticut who oh, yeah, are Masons. Firefighters, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yep. um, every day, those men and women are challenged and are sometimes put to put into situations where the camaraderie, camaraderie Jesus, mm -hmm. builds itself and the men and women are able to build each other. The uniform only lays the foundation for what brings the select and exceptional men and women together. It is called it is a call to duty, the ideals and the shared title of being American and believing in what that means mm -hmm. uh, that truly uh, binds the servicemen and women together across all five branches. Yes, yes, this is true. There's a lot of shit talking across. Yeah, <laughs> but you're all but patriots. We're all the day. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the, I, I, unfortunately, this I feel is, is something that you know we as a nation in the United States we're we've somewhat lost our identity. I mean, I look at you know after World War II when we beat the Japanese, they had that huge parade in in 
in uh, New York City with uh, the American flags yeah. flying and confetti and everything. And there was a sense of national pride amongst that. And it's something yeah. we kind of... We were the After United 9-11. Yeah. After 9-11, and there it was another one. it takes tragedies like that and just, yeah. you know, world wars and so forth yeah. to instill that and reinstill it in a, in a new generation. I'm going to nerd out real quick. I'm but ready. Um, That happens so infrequently with you. There was... <laughs> <laughs> There's a game that was on uh, PlayStation 3. I think it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Where the, the that general, franchise is still around. It was either way. 2 or 3. Yeah, but it was like yep. it was a Modern Warfare 3 or 2, yep. one of the two. But uh, it was Colonel... The story... There's a storyline to it. There's Colonel Shepard who they had this Russian guy who, you know, was popping nukes off this here and there and all that stuff. And... He, they facilitated the invasion of the Russians by the into the United States and blah 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 blah. But in in, in the um, in the storyline, he he shoots one of the guys who you think Colonel Shepard is a good or General Shepard is a good guy, but he ends up shooting one of his own guys. And he said, you know, yeah, I started this war with the Russian guy because there's a lack of patriotism in the country, and this is how we're going to get it back. Oh, that's some dark nonsense. That's some dark right shit, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, the, unfortunately, it does ring true is that, you know, we're, we're a nation, the United States is a nation that, yeah, we do a lot of infighting, and we're like brothers and sisters, yeah. if you will. We fight with each other, just like brothers and sisters fight each other in the household. Yeah. But let me tell you what, you fuck around and kick the door down, <laughs> yeah. you will unite a nation F around in five and seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break into our house. So I'm just making a point that, you know, even though, you know, oh, this nation's in civil war, it's bullshit. Yeah, I don't think we're... Be an outside fucking force that decides to come into this country and find out. Yeah. Find out. You'll see. Hey, Brother James Ferguson. Hello, hello from the George Washington Masonic National Memorial. I think that's what GWMNM stands for. Hello, brother. Uh, we had a delegation from up here in Connecticut, Scottish Rite Brothers, that went down to the uh, the George Washington yes, Memorial that. recently. Mm -hmm. Got some great photos from that. And uh, a couple of brothers from my lodge spoke very highly of the uh, the brotherhood that was enjoyed. By so, the, uh, the fellows that were down there at that memorial. So thank you for that. So I'm going to read this last one. And then there's a great quote from a book. Uh, Mark Bowden, the uh, novel Black Hawk Down, A Story of Modern War. Mm -hmm. um, there's a great quote, and I think it rings true to to what we are too. Uh, the choices that are often, this is not the quote yet, uh, the choices that are often faced, especially in times of conflict where many are positioned abroad and in dangerous situations, sometimes are as difficult as in life or death, and the brotherhood that embraces and instilled in and propagated amongst the U.S. armed forces make the choice between yourself and another natural. Another. In other words, you choose the other person. Right. Uh, there is no great greater rapport than in in that shared amongst the service members and this is i think this this quote rings true why are you a freemason what 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 is brotherhood i don't get it i just went with a girl <laughs> no, with that valley accent i went with a valley i don't understand it what's all this brotherhood and this is the quote when i go home people ask me why do you do it you some kind of war junkie like in our case, would be are you some kind of freak? Are you a nerd? Yeah, I won't say a word. Why? They won't understand. They won't understand why we do it. They won't understand. It's about the men next to you, and that's it. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And that's from the 2001 film. Yeah, you're not you're not part of that shared experience. Then not, you won't understand you it. You just won't. So you have you zero just context. Won't answer. It. Yeah, that's, um, that sums it up pretty nicely. I think. Yeah. Uh, Petition your local lodge and find out. <laughs> that's all yeah, I got. That's part of it. I think that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty pretty equal to, to what we do and what our brotherhood is all about. Scott Blanchard, unfortunately, there is a growing thought that equates the national pride with extreme nationalism, and it is frowned upon. Yeah. 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 Everything is extreme. <sighs> yeah, it's just fashionable to say that everything is extremism. I'm not going to get on my soapbox. Yeah, it's too no. early in the day. Yeah, exactly. We were, we were having such a nice time. <laughs> James Ferguson said over 3,000 Masons descended on the adopted city of Brother Washington. Good times had by all. Yeah, I mean, the pictures from that were... What a, what a great time, and the hospitality uh -huh. uh, by you brothers was uh, was very, very 
recognized by the brethren from here in Connecticut. So thanks for that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, Scott Blanchard, I served as a paramedic firefighter in ER nurse. Brotherhood, sisterhood is the only way we get by. Yeah. I mean, sometimes this is, it, this is something I learned in the Judicial Martial Academy. One of the things they talked about was, uh, you know, you're going to see some shit. And yeah. you might need to talk to somebody at some point. Yeah, and how do because, you deal with that? And who better than the other yeah, the guy next to you who's right. seen the same crap? Exactly. You know? in, in, in realistically, my lieutenant, he made a very good point. He's like, you know, you're going to come home from work and you're going to talk to your significant other. And you're, you're going to say, you know, they're going to be like, oh, you know, let's just say you you know, your significant other is a school teacher. Oh, oh, little Timmy, he decided to not eat his sandwich today and he threw it across the room. Your experiences, is, well, at least, again, in my case, he said, you know, your experience as a judicial marshal, he's like, you're going to watch a dude hang up in a freaking cell. How do you go home and compare that to what your significant other is yeah. you know how do they compare it to that experience and what a lot of guys do is people where they're at you know and this where a lot of guys will do is they'll just go home and be like rather than trying to say it they'll just the, the the your girlfriend wife whatever the hell will say you know oh honey so you know timmy did this how was your day and he says oh it was fine work sucked <laughs> it was you know, End of uh, story. normal day why yeah. because it's not a shared experience. Right. It's not something that the other person is going to relate to. You watching yeah, some dude with his eyes bugging out of his head and freaking blood vessels in his eyes pop because he's hanging from the top of a cell. You can't compare that to little Timmy throwing a sandwich. <laughs> like, uh, I'm being honest, though. Like, yeah, these no, are the things that, that you know, people see. Yeah. So how do you, you – you're not going to come home and tell your wife about this or your girlfriend or whatever. It's, you're going to be – Yeah, you're just traumatizing people. You're, you're traumatizing. And they're, and they're, and they're, they're not going to understand. Well, 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 well what, what, did you, what did you do? What did you do? You know, like uh, nothing. I went back to work and, and continued what I was doing and continued passing out bologna and cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Like Work is work. But you, you can't tell, like, you know, that person, that, that cop, marshal, uh Department of Corrections person, they're not going to be able to fully explain to somebody who has zero idea what you're mentally going through. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the difficulties about Freemasonry, too, about describing it to the rest of the world. I mean, we kind of always go back to these canned responses about, oh, it's a system of morality veiled and blah, 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 right, like that whole thing. It's a great description, but it does not tell you what the the, the no. important part about Freemasonry right. is the brotherhood, the the camaraderie that you get out of it. I went to Grand Lodge yesterday, and a lot of people abhor <laughs> going to Grand Lodge because it's like, oh, we're going to listen to committee reports, and they're so Bullshit. long because it's such a large organization. Or the 15,000 people that get freaking introduced. Yeah, I mean, there's pop the and whole morning of just ass-kissing. But by the same token, I enjoy going because it's like going to a family reunion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I'm that's seeing my extended family and having a drink with somebody from the other side of the state that maybe I see once or twice a year at Grand Lodge, mm-hmm. but we all understand each other as Masons. Right. Now, let me also elaborate on what I was saying in that respect. You go home, you can't talk to your significant other because mm-hmm. they just don't understand. But I also don't feel comfortable walking into a psychologist's office and sitting down in the freaking, uh, laying down on the couch. But how did that make you feel? Yeah. Right on the paper. I don't want to do that either. So you know what? This is where Freemasonry is good because that experience of a guy hanging himself in a cell, maybe that's something that like Wright Warshaw brother Shane Dufresne, who is a police officer, he would get it. He would understand. Yeah. And I feel more comfortable talking to him than anybody else. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of where I make that connection. You know, maybe there's another marshal who's a mason. Like we're brothers, we can talk right. because we have again a shared experience, but also a more in-depth shared experience. Mm-hmm. So these are this is where masonry is good, you yep. know. Absolutely. And this is where brotherhood comes from. Christ, I don't know anything about ele- uh, electrical. Brother Perry does. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know anything about. Uh, I mean, I know a little bit about carpentry. You're the carpenter. Like, oh, I can ask you, but like, hey. You know, I am not a carpenter. I'm I don't just know saying. If you know this about me. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know. You and I slapped this thing together, but which I, was like. And it, you were telling. This is like the limit of our like, experience. No, why don't we do this? Buildings. Why don't we do that? You built a whole yeah. freaking armory or an office downstairs, didn't you? Uh, that's not. I have a contractor that's doing it. But I built the workbench downstairs. Like, I know a little bit about rough framing carpentry. But you know more than I do. Yeah. So I can lean on you. Yeah. So it's not just about, you know, the freaking ritual part of it. 
And right, that's what people get hanged yeah. up on. Oh, yeah. oh, you guys are brothers? Why? Because you, you said the same words? No. Yeah. It's more than that. But you can't really describe it, and that's the hard can't thing. can't describe it, and I don't even try. And they talk about it in that article. like you Especially just, when guys ask me. They're right. like, uh, you know, oh, well, what's the what's the brotherhood all about? Come find out. Well, yeah. Find out for your goddamn self. Or I can't watch explain or to listen you. to the Freemasons podcast. You can do that. This is basically what it's like. <laughs> you know, we'll banter with each other, but we're brothers. Right. We'll help each other out. Think we killed it? I think we definitely slaughtered it this time. Yes. Cool. We slayed. Can I leave with my mask? Yeah, you can, you can put your mask <laughs> back on for the sign off if you really want to. It's such a nice mask, though. It is. It is. Or helmet, rather. It is. I'm going to wear it to work. Think I get in trouble? You, you, should, you should. Think morning roll call would be a little interesting? I don't know. No Again, I have no frame of reference because we don't have that shared experience. You tell me whether they would beat the hell out of you if you walk in wearing that. My, my sergeant would be like, George, get the fuck out. Yeah. You're Mudger, fired. Mudger, get the get fuck out. You have the rest of the day off. Volcano. Volcano. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for the Freemasons podcast, I am right worshipful brother George Mudry signing off. And worshipful brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks, friends. No one cared until I put on the mask. <laughs> <laughs>